Ever since the 16th century, when the church was canonizing a saint, a person would be appointed to be the skeptic, or argue against the potential saint. This person was known as the Devil's Advocate. Today, I will play the part of the Devil's Advocate. I'm Nick Bortensky. Welcome to Devil's Advocate. I'm Kyle Hyman with Nick Bortensky, here to talk about the topic de jour. That's a topic of the day. Fake news. What is the soup de jour? That is a throwback for sure. Mm, That sounds good. I'll have that. Today, we are discussing the idea that you shouldn't consume too much news. Yeah. And it's kind of measuring or putting on a scale of being too much news or being informed. It's a tough balance, I feel like. Or I think being uninformed. Like uninformed we don't want to yeah. be uninformed, but I think the other error is we could be too obsessed with the news. And I've seen this with a lot of people, and especially current events aside, with politics and even disasters and things like that. I think sometimes we can be obsessed with wanting to know every detail. And really, I have to give some credit to the news companies for creating a system that makes addicts, right? So their whole goal is to get you to keep watching because mm-hmm. that's so that they get ad dollars and the more people that are watching, the more money they get paid. And so they figured out this system of if we have content that is A, polarizing or B, fear-inducing, that people can't look away. Like you want more of that. And so, so often the tease is not hey, find out what this lady did. It was a really great thing that she did for the community. Find out tonight at 11. It's usually what's in your cupboard that might be killing you. Find out tonight at 11. Or don't let your children do this after school activity. Find out tonight. Because we're more drawn to find out something that could harm us than to find out about something good that's happening in the world. Yeah, which is really interesting because... That sells in news, but then I feel like it's the, you know, heroic, feel-good stuff that sells more so, like, in movies and things like that, where, like, if... Yeah, I mean, there's same, disaster movies. Yeah, there's disaster too, but, movies, but right. most of them still have a happy ending. Right. Most of them, obviously. There's the ones that kind of throw a little bit of a twist in, in there at the end, but, you know, that... I feel like a lot of those movies where it doesn't have a happy ending, people are walking out like, you know, I wasn't really too much of a fan of that movie. Unless you're really into cinematography and the film business and you're like, I love that they added that twist. Right. Yeah, so we want to feel good. We want to have the happy ending. But at the same time, I think we're so protective and scared that we don't want the bad thing to happen to us. So what do we need to know to avoid that? So news uses that fear tactic of, you know, you need to get more information about this or you're not being responsible. Uh, And then the other side of things being the kind of, political extremes that we see in the news that you can't just have an unbiased news source. Everybody has to have an angle on it and an extreme view on something. And it's the extreme personalities that are the most famous, the most popular. Nobody gets famous for being very middle of the road. They get famous because you either love them or hate them. And the people that love them really love them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we end up getting fed by the news is extreme polarizing. We can't get along because you uh, disagree with me, you know, and we have to argue about this instead of 
trying to find that common ground. And so the more news we consume, the more we get drawn into this us versus them, me versus you. There's extremes on everything and fear based tactics. Yeah. And, you know, it's a good thing that we have somewhere to go to find news that fits, you know, our political thoughts and political opinions. Like, it's great to be able to have that source, but where's the middle ground? And as you said, middle ground doesn't sell. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's an unbiased story, people really don't want to hear it. There's obviously those of us who like to hear the unbiased opinion, but yet we still gravitate towards those those single sides and we're not really complaining. We're not making that push to have that. You know, if enough people demanded it, guess what? The news organizations are going to fill that demand because they'd be losing business if since they were on one side or the other. But I feel like as humans, we kind of support this industry as well. We support this industry of opinion and fake news by going to it so much. But at the same time, I mean, even the church calls us to be informed. Yeah. And so that kind of argues that point of we do need to be watching the news and reading up on the articles and making sure we're staying informed on today's topics and issues, not only here locally, but, you know, in other nations across the world, because we are a global church. And so we have to stay informed. So we know one, what we're praying for two, what we're fighting for in this world, you know, what place needs our help the most and how can we do that as Christians? Yeah. And to your point, there's a couple catechism paragraphs that talk about the news and how important it is. Paragraph 2493 and 2494, 2493, 2494, talk about the role of the news. And, you know, as technology progresses, we have more and more sources for the news. But it also talks about that it should be at the service of the common good. And I kind of wonder, could we say that about the news? Is it contributing to the common good or is it contributing to polarization? Is it contributing to arguments and internal fighting more so? Also, it should be, according to the Catechism, again, 2494, based on truth, freedom, justice, solidarity. Like, are these things that we would say about our news sources that are based on truth, freedom, justice, and solidarity? I, I think maybe if we kind of give in to our biases, we might say that about some news sources. And maybe there are some out there that yeah. are legitimately holy and good and, and are contributing to the good. But I think so much of it, if we look at how do we feel after we're done listening to the news? Is it outrage? Is it fear? Is it jealousy? Like, what are we feeling after we watch the news? And how I was doing a search for you know, news in the catechism. And the majority of what comes up is referring to the gospels as the good news or the good news of Jesus' resurrection and stuff like that. I was thinking that concept of good news being, we do have good news as Christians, as Catholics, we can share the good news. And the ultimate good news is that we have a God and we have a redeemer. We have somebody that was willing to die for us so that we could be eternally happy in heaven. That is good news. Now contrast that with what you're watching on TV or surfing on your phone. And is that good news? And again, I do think there's some of that out there and we do need to be informed. I'm not 
claiming that we should all be ignorant Catholics that don't know what's going on in other parts of the world, but we should know about those things so that we can do something about it, whether it be if there's a way we can financially help, if there's a way that we can actually physically help, or if it's just spiritually helping and we're just praying for the situation. Those are all good things that can come out of watching the news. But is that what it's driving us to? And that should be the goal. And how might we need to limit our maybe sometimes even an addiction, I would say, mm-hmm. to feeling like we have to know everything about everything that's going on? Yeah, I mean, because like most social media has just become news, whether it's yeah. from actual um, news organizations or just our family and friends who kind of feel as if they are new reporters and yeah. they have to be giving their opinions on things and informing their friends of things that, you know, they're probably not an expert on. Right, right. And that's something somebody once said, the news used to give us the truth so that we could form an opinion on it. And now the news gives us their opinion on something and then we have to figure out what's true. And it really is, I would say, you know, in the past 50 years, it seems like it's been a shift from we want to present an unbiased view of what's happening in the world to here's my take on things. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I remember right and kind of like going back into my classes for school and so forth, a big turn was on all honesty, the Vietnam war, like Mm. that's the media war. Basically that is really when the media started to take over everything and go for the money and go for all the big stories, even if it didn't make sense to everybody. And they, that started the almost over informedness that we've kind of had that problem with today. Yeah. So there is journalistic integrity. There are still, people out there that are great sources for news. And even if it's not a good source for news, I'm not saying that we need to totally block it out because I think sometimes it's good to see what other people are hearing or to hear the other side of things. If we're completely biased to one side to say, all right, well, how are other people? Look at the devil advocate. Exactly. There you go. But at the same time, to be careful about what we're consuming, what that's doing to us. How is that causing us to act? Is, is it making us more charitable or is it making us more bitter and angry? Is it making us a better person or are we just being harder to be around for other people? Like, man, why is he always complaining about stuff? Yeah. And I think a great way to kind of keep yourself in check with that is use the church's teachings as almost a filter kind of read the news and then try and put it in the light of the church's teachings and filter it through that and Mm -hmm. kind of see, okay, does this line up with, you know, our faith and the way we live our lives and our morals? Or how can I apply that to my faith? Okay. These people are being persecuted. Okay. Then what, what do I need to do about that? Well, we need to pray about it. These people in my local community are homeless. Okay. Well, is there something that I can do to help them, you know, to hear about what's going on and okay. Now, what is the proper Christian response to what I just heard? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's to ignore it. Maybe it's to say like, okay, I don't need to think about that because that's just negativity. But if there's something that we are called to respond to as Christians, then to be aware of that. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Nick, for Devil's Advocate. Are we on the same page then? I think I'll have to agree to disagree on this one, Kyle.